you know, your network is your net worth, right? That's kind of the cliche um, uh, quote there, but it really is true. Like you got to start surrounding yourself with people that are doing it. So, you know, if, if all your buddies are out like boozing every single night and um, they're not making anything of themselves, like you gotta, if, if you want to make anything of yourself, you're going to have to change that first and foremost, the people that you surround yourself. So stop going and hanging out with the crowds that are just partying and wasting all their money and start putting yourself um, around people like you guys, you know, start, start educating, start going to mastermind groups, start going to, um, you know, meetup groups on the weekends um, or, or in the evenings and, and start, you know, really trying to shift your focus to start putting yourself around those people that are, that are going to help you and make you better. Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glassby. And this is the Military Cash Flow Podcast, where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glassby, and welcome to the Military Cash Flow. So today we have Stuart Grazier, and he's going to share with us his story of how he created financial freedom through out-of-state real estate investing while active duty in the military. Stuart, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about you. Hey, guys. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, really a, an honor and privilege to be here. Humbled to, uh, to come on. Um, you guys are doing great stuff. Uh, but yeah, you know, so I've, uh, I'm still active duty. I, I'm Navy. So I had to wear my Navy hat today to uh, represent. Um, I feel like I'm outnumbered here. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I've been in 18 years um, and uh, reaching, you know, getting close to retirement here at 20 uh, and have been uh, investing in real estate uh, in really all kind of all, all different niches of real estate for the last, uh, I'd say, 12 years seriously wholesaling and flipping and mortgage notes and I own commercial assets. And so, you know, just done a little bit of everything, but uh, really the goal is just to, uh, you know, find passive income and create multiple streams of income while still to do so I can, you know, build that financial freedom number and uh, not to worry so much about my transition out of the military in a couple of years. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of been the goal, you know, overall, um, and uh, recently, um, I partnered with my, my college roommate. Uh, his name is David Gutierrez. And uh, we started a, a turnkey company uh, about two years ago. And, and really, the goal of it was just to help more military guys um, and veterans. Um, and, and we've sold to some civilians, too. But I'd say that 98% of the people that we've sold houses to are, are just within our network. And that's military veterans. And uh, we've just... Um, created this company. We built it. Um, I'm still active duty. He's still active duty. I live in Denver, Colorado. He lives in uh, Maryland, um, in Annapolis. Goes, you know, his station at Fort Meade. And uh, our company's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And so, you know, we've we've built out a team there, all out of state, um, all while you know managing that remotely while doing you know our full time jobs in the Navy, and. Uh, you know, have, have found uh, some, you know, some decent success there. And uh, so it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. That's crazy how, I mean, that's a lot of stuff there, a lot of stuff to cover. And we're going to dig into a lot of it, but I kind of want to pull you back a little bit. You said you've been doing this for about 12 years now. You're 18 years into, into your military obligation, your military time. What clicked 12 years ago 
for you to say, all right, let me look this far ahead to say, I want to create this financial freedom for the time that I retire. What, what clicked for you? What was that? Yeah. So I'll, um, I'll take it back like a step further. Um, and you know, I said that, uh, the first, um, investment I did was right out of college. I was in flight school in Pensacola, Florida, and, uh, you know, just young and dumb and didn't really know anything. Uh, a friend of mine who was in flight school with me, who went to college with me, had, uh, he had kind of a background in real estate. His family was in real estate for a long, long time. And, and he had started buying up um, just raw land in uh, Mobile, Alabama, which is just on the other side of the border um, from Pensacola. And, uh, you know, he had, was just kind of telling me about it one day, like at the bar or something like that. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I'm going to go check that out. And just completely random reached out to a realtor over there and went over there one weekend. He started showing me some some kind of some cheap lots kind of in new development areas. And so I was like, all right, I'll do it. And uh, threw down $5,000 on a, on a $45,000 lot and kind of just the, a new, you know, half acre lot development. Um, and I'd say three months later, a huge hurricane came through and just like wiped out like the entire area. I was like, oh man, there goes my investment. Um, but I, you know, I held on to it just cause that's, that's all I could do. Um, and then, uh, I'd say about six months later, you know, they started redeveloping they started getting things back and going again. And like the economy just started booming. And that same realtor reached out to me. He's like, Hey, your lot is the last one in this little section. Um, and someone wants to buy it for $90,000. And I was like, this is awesome. Uh, you know, so basically my investment doubled in less than a year and, uh, you know, made a pretty significant profit for me as a young, like you know, 22 year old out of college. Um, so that was my first experience with real estate investing. And it just kind of like got me hooked from day one. Um, and, uh, but then like, you know, flight school got in the way, Navy got in the way, like, you know, I, I moved to San Diego where it was like super expensive and I ended up buying a house there and way more than what I should have as, as a young, you know, Lieutenant JG, like O2 in the Navy. Um, and, uh, and then like deployments and everything else. So like kind of that span of time, I didn't really do a whole lot. Um, and then I went on a long deployment in Iraq with, uh, with actually the 10th mountain division. I was, uh, I was um, augmented into an army unit. Um, the division was, was 10th mountain. And then I was, I was kind of put into a civil affairs battalion and uh I, uh, I was working with them in, in, in Iraq and um, an army chaplain got put together this uh, um, course from Dave Ramsey, the yeah. Financial Peace University mm -hmm. course. And, and so we were doing that. And so it just kind of got me really thinking about just finance in general. And, you know, I was in debt. I'd bought, an, uh, bought a new car. I was in credit card debt. And so I started kind of really digging into just financial management in general. And that really got me interested and that kind of led down that path, got me more interested in real estate because of my one experience I had earlier on. And so I got back from that deployment and then I, you know, I had been just learning and reading and studying and, and then I just started taking action when, as soon as I got back from that deployment and, and just kind of been going ever since. So. Great. So you wet your whistle with uh, some land development doubled in a year, uh, moved out to, moved out to an expensive market and uh, it seems like you still, you still did something over there. I know you said you bought overpriced, but um, either way, you're still taking action. Then you went over to and deployed with a good old climb to glory 10th mountain, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and 
started learning about the Dave Ramsey, like I guess building the foundation, that foundational background, right? With the, the Dave, Dave Ramsey ideals. And then, um, <clears throat> and then pretty much you've been just going from there taking action. I mean, that's, that's great. I love that story. Um, especially the, um, that taking action on the front end, it seems like, you know, uh, you found somebody you trusted and you just, Hey, I'm, I'm going to throw a little bit of money at this and see, you know, see how it works. And what did that do for you? Like, how did that change your mind? That very first deal? Um, how did that, what did that do for you as an investor? Yeah. I mean, so I think, um, and this is just in general for, for everyone who's wanting to get started, you know, at some point you kind of just have to take action and, you know, you can, you can self-educate and learn and analyze deals and, and, you know, run numbers. And, but until you actually like pull the trigger and take action, nothing's going to happen for you. And so for me that, you know, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes in my time, you know, investing and, um, but I've learned from those mistakes along the way and it's made me better for it. And, um, you know, so I think for anyone, just, I think that the most important thing in that is you got to just take action and it's going to be scary. Like a $5,000 investment for me, you know, buying a, a, a $50,000 piece of land when I was 22 years old and I wasn't making a whole lot of money. Like that was scary to me, but I just was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take action. Um, and it worked out in my favor. Um, there has been other times where I've taken that same action and it hasn't worked out in my favor and I've lost a lot of money, but, um, it wasn't like the end all break all and like just crushed me. Um, you know, it, it was a mitigated risk for sure that I took, but, uh, I think the most important thing is just taking that step and, and just doing it. You got to do it. You, you hit that right on the head. That's a common theme amongst most investors, amongst uh, most entrepreneurs is understanding that the action is more important. That first deal is more important because then you start to build up confidence. You actually learn some of the nuances that these education programs or these gurus or these YouTube channels don't cover when you're actually doing it. And you kind of really touched on a point there is, Yes, you might, you might take a loss, right? You might take a, we, we don't call L's losses. We call them lessons learned here in military cash flow. But um, nonetheless, you might get a good lesson learned, but you mitigate your risk. And every time that you're investing, every time you're taking a new venture, there is a risk to it. But because of through the education and through those uh, risk mitigation techniques, if you will, we do it in the army all the time, right? Um, we, we learn how to hedge you know, that risk, that hedge, that, that lesson learned. We can make it a small lesson learned instead of a large one. But over time, it'll just continue to grow. And that 5000 in the beginning, it may have hurt. But now, and I don't know your financial situation, but li listen to your story. I'm pretty sure 5000 is not too much of a concern anymore because you know you can now go make another 5000 right? So that's really yeah. good. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yep, for sure. All right. So transitioning to this out of state real estate investing while active duty. So talk to us about that. What's uh, I mean, I love that you, you roomed, you found a great partner with your college roommate, right. And you guys started doing these uh, what, what, what someone call turnkey, right. So can you, can, can we talk about that a little bit? Like what's, how did that start? And you know, what brought you to that? Yeah. So um, being in the Navy. Um, and like I said, I was stationed in San Diego for, um, for like 10 years. Um, you know, for the Navy guys, most, most of our, 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 you know, locations for being stationed are, are on the coasts. Mm -hmm. And, um, more often than not, those are 
more expensive than in some of the, the you know the, the Midwest or inland markets and those cheap um, those cheap behind army bases right yeah right you know, those, <laughs> those cheap army bases where nobody else wants to live <laughs> gotta give you guys crap sometime that's no, all good man my, my dad's navy so i mean i grew yeah. I actually grew up in jacksonville on uh on mayport i lived in mayport for like i don't know six seven years or something like that so okay nice yeah so san diego you know super expensive and the numbers, you know, for the most part, if you're buying just for cash flow, like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense there unless you do like a lot of like creative stuff, um, and like house hacking, which, you know, which we, I did, you know, I bought a super expensive house in San Diego. Um, but you know, I had tons of roommates, you know, um, I had, I had a guy like living in our garage. It was like, <laughs> it was like a basement slash garage. And like, he had like a mattress on the floor and he was renting out like garage space. Like, so there's ways to, you know, to, get some cash flow, but for the most part, it doesn't make, you know, sound investments, um, buying in super expensive markets like that. So you got to look elsewhere. And, um, I started first looking in, in Dallas, uh, Texas, Fort Worth, Texas, which is where I was born and where I grew up. And so I had a lot of connections there and family and I started there. Um, and, and as I kind of built on those investments, um, I started looking else elsewhere. And, um, after I got back from, uh, that deployment, and um, started looking at different locations. Um, I was buying in Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, but I wasn't stationed there. I was in San Diego, and and I was just leveraging, you know, my network and leveraging the people that I knew that could help me out, and started building on that. Um, so I, I invested there first, um, and then like you know, we like I said, uh, I got connected with uh, my college roommate. You know, we'd always been close. We'd always we always talk and. Um, he had been buying some stuff, you know, more of just like buying a house to live in and then turning it into a rental property when he left. And, um, and then he ended up going and buying some turnkey rentals from a company. Um, and, and around the same time period, I went and bought some turnkey rental companies, um, out of, uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And, uh, you know, neither of us had really good experiences with that. Um, mine was just an, okay experience. I still own, I, I own four houses in Birmingham, Alabama, all, all through the turnkey company that I used. And, uh, David had bought, um, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he used a company that was, uh, based out of Chicago, um, but they sold in Milwaukee and he just had a really, really bad experience with it. I mean, just the company that he used, um, you know, he, he obviously didn't do a ton of due diligence on them. Um, they were, just super dishonest. They, they, you know, their, their model was you would pay for everything up front. Like you would buy the house pre rehab and you would buy it, you know, pay for the rehab. So you put all this, you know, you, it'd almost be like the burr strategy, but Backwards. it wouldn't be a burr. Yeah. It'd be a, yeah. So like you put all this money up front and then you, you basically had to trust them to go do the rehab that they said they were going to do. And in this case they didn't. So like, you know, he put money in for putting a new furnace in, but then they didn't put a new furnace in and he caught them in this lie. Um, and so it was like, you know, he basically had to like fire everybody um, and kind of create his own team at a just necessity. Um, and it was, you know, super bad experience for him. And so through that, you know, through his experience, through my experience, my experience was way less than that, but, you know, just not very good communication from the property management company and, um, I had to check them on a few things and, um, and you know, it's, it's been that way ever since. Um, so we started talking like, Hey, we've both been in real estate for a long time. 
Uh, we both have had a lot of different experiences. Um, you know, we're started thinking about like our transition plan to get out of the military. We love real estate and we, we think it's a, a fantastic asset and I think it's a great way for military people um, to build their, their net worth, build their passive income. And so we're like, Hey, let's just do this. Like, you know, you've kind of already started building a team in Milwaukee. We looked at a bunch of other markets, but uh, Milwaukee just made sense um, because he had already kind of created that team. And, um, you know, the numbers really worked there for what we wanted to do. And uh, so we started just building out that team more. We, we kind of focused in on, on the realtor um, because, you know, she had been in the business for a long time. She knew the market really well. She, she was on the investment side of, of being a realtor. Um, and, uh, you know, she kind of helped us build up that team. You know, we started getting contractors. We started kind of, you know, looking at property managers. Um, and then we tested the model first. You know, yeah. we, David had already bought. Um, and then, and then I bought, um, you know, so we tested it out. I bought, you know, kind of a, a fixer upper, um, tested out the contractors, um, put it under my personal portfolio, um, tested the property manager and, and did that for a while yeah. and, um, started kind of doing it ourselves. And then from there we started kind of just telling others and, and, you know, now we, um, you know, been doing it for two years. Um, you know, we continue to, to learn and grow and build our team. And, um, you know, we're now doing, you know, anywhere from two, two a month to five a month. And, uh, you know, we've done about 40 properties in the last year and a half. Um, and, uh, I'd say 98% of our, our buyers are all uh, military guys. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's been pretty cool. You know, I, I got to touch on that part. You said about 98% of your buyers are, are military. And uh, so it's funny because I me, I was active duty through most of my investing as well. And I actually purchased a turnkey property out of Illinois. Um, and it was the same, similar to your situation. Nothing bad really happened, but the communication just wasn't really there. I still own that property uh, because I don't have enough equity to really sell it, right? <laughs> because I bought it in that turnkey fashion. Yeah, uh, but you kind of found a very specific niche. Active duty military members out there, a lot of them may have these, you know, these savings, these retirement accounts, these whatever it may be, but they don't necessarily have a team on the ground that they trust. They don't necessarily have a vehicle uh, or a market, right? That they can they can truly watch and or the time to build a team out there. And you've already handled all of that. And yeah. when you did it. Was your intention with the military service member in mind or was it just simply for you originally? Yeah, hundred percent. It was, um, we, we had a hundred percent in mind to really just serve our own community. Nice. And, um, you know, the, the turnkey model gets kind of a bad rap, um, because of what you said about, you know, for the most part, you're buying kind of at full market value. And so you're not getting a ton of equity at first. Um, but, but I feel that, um, as a first time investor, like taking that step and getting your feet wet and, and using a, a team that's already in place and finding that market and finding a team that you trust, um, and getting that experience of just buying your first deal. Um, why not use a team like that, 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 uh, has that experience and that is going to help you and, and, and kind of, you know, guide you along the process um, and, you know, we have multiple investors that have bought multiple deals from us, but there's been quite a few investors who, who have kind of used it as a pivot, you know, like they, they buy like one or two deals from us. They kind of get their feet wet, they get comfortable with the buying process, 
of, of being an investor. And then they go do like huge deals. They, they go buy like four plexes out of state and they go buy multifamily deals and, and they start being private lenders for us and mm-hmm. they start doing all this other stuff. So like we, we've really found that it's a pivot tool uh, to get your feet wet, to get, you know, to get some experience level and then go crush it, you know, in, in your own endeavor afterwards. Yeah, you talked about mitigating your risk. Like that was one of the first things we talked about when it came to like out-of-state investing, right? Yep. So th- this is it. just, you've outlined it perfectly. You're, you're mitigating your risk. Um, you're getting a finished, essentially a finished product with a solid team, a proven team that you've, I mean, you said you've already done 40 deals with, so it's already a proven team. And then you're able to get that experience. So the, a little bit of experience so you can go off and then do your own, your, your own deals. I think that's a phenomenal, um, a phenomenal, um, strategy. Um, and I think, I think it works very, very well for, for a lot of people for that specific reason. I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, cause you, so, you know, <laughs> if, uh, if you're, you know, a Navy guy and you're in, in these expensive markets and, um, you still want to be an investor, uh, you have to like to, to, you have to start looking at a state really, if it's going to make sense for you for the, from numbers wise and to, to find a, a solid investment that's going to get you the your return on your money. And so you can do one of two things. You can go and build your own team. Um, and that takes a lot of time and it, it's hard. It, it, I mean, it really, I, honestly, like it is, it's hard. Like we're trying to build another team in another market out of state um, and it's hard. And so you either have to rely on your network or just randomly start kind of creating that network and building out that team. So that's one option. Um, a lot of times it's going to be, hit and miss and you're going to probably make some mistakes along the way and, and learn from it. But the other option is go with a team that's already set in place um, that has the experience and that can be able to uh, help you along the way. And so, um, you know, either way is fine. Um, I just think that option two with, with that risk mitigation is, is definitely the better way to go. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, make sure you go leave a five-star review on the podcast, and then also go check out militarycashflow.com to get access to all the products we have. We have a bunch of great stuff on the website to include um, access to the Facebook group, access to a military cash flow calculator so you can analyze your deals. We have uh, courses. We have all of our social media. We just have a bunch of stuff on there, so go check that out, and with that, Here's a word from our sponsors. You're, I agree with you 110%. As I mentioned, I'm, I'm right there. I've done it before. And I'm now looking also to diversify into other markets because a large uh, portion of my portfolio is in one location. So again, risk mitigation, you, you want to kind of diverse. As, as your portfolio grows, you want to identify more markets to invest in. So using something like, like uh, your model, you know, potentially I, I could purchase two, three properties in that area just to get a foothold. And then, you know, maybe I can branch out from that area even further, right? But as you mentioned, it's a pivot point. There's a lot of people who are looking for an entry point, a, a low barrier to entry into these markets. And a system like yours is, is perfect. But with that being said, you highlighted a few different things that you didn't like about the company. And then you, oh, I'm sorry, the companies that you use, so you try to kind of, you know, make your own version of it. Explain uh, to some of the listeners, if they want to get into out-of-state real estate investing while active duty, what are some of the systems you have in place or they should ask for as far as communication with the teams, with communications with the property managers and the investors out there? Yeah. Um, so 
communication is is huge and you know as most of us in the military we're all you know type a personalities we you know we want to have like answers now 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 and we have our checklists and and uh you know uh, so that's important and and you know property management that's the first full that's the first form of that communication communication uh to ensure that's in place and and you know i'm not gonna lie like we've had some challenges with with that and and, and every i would say there is no perfect property management company um I don't know. I don't, you might, you guys might have found the perfect one, but absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> always a work in progress. No, no right. My property manager. I know they're listening. I love y'all, but no. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, no one's going to manage your property um, the same Wait. way that you would, right? Um, so it's always going to be a challenge, and we're always trying to build on that, and we're we're trying to really hound in on our property managers. Like, hey, these guys are all military. They want answers. They want them now. Please be communicating. And that's super important to us. And, and, and a lot of times we kind of get involved too. Like, you know, we're kind of like the, the secondary property manager. Um, if the other property manager isn't going to be, um, you know, is, doesn't reply within their ex expectation, uh, you know, timeline. Um, so, and that's, and that's, that's good. I mean, it's good, but it's, it's, it's tough on us because we're, <laughs> we're always communicating, but that's, that's fine because that's what we expect as well. So, you know, we're kind of like, the secondary property manager, if you will, um, and where that other form of communication. I mean, every one of our customers, our clients, our investors, like, I mean, they have my personal cell phone. You know, they have our emails too. Not not just the property management company. So it's just a, an, another layer of communication that we've built into our, our process and our system. And and I think for the most part, uh, they've they've really enjoyed that. Um, and, uh, and so that, you know, that's, that's one, you know, communication is absolutely, um, key to this. Um, you know, if they have questions, um, you know, like I said earlier, uh, the, the model that, that David had, had bought into where he's buying up front pre rehab, we think that's a terrible way to do it. Um, you know, our, our company buys the house first, you know, we take all the risk during the rehab because as you guys, I'm sure know, like things come up on a rehab that you weren't planning on. And we take that risk as the company first. And, and, you know, we set that sales price immediately. We don't change this sales price. If you know, a big rehab, like, Oh no, comes in place. Like that's going to hurt our bottom line, not the investors bottom line. So, um, you know, we make sure that that is solid set in place. And we run that, that cash flow number. We run that like return on investment from the very get go. We set that sales price based on that cash on cash return and the, you know, the cash flow, um, and we don't change it. And if something comes up along the way on the rehab, we take that hit as the company, not the end investor. So that, that's to me and David was super important as a part of our, our, our model. Um, and then, you know, we, we identify the investor right away when we buy the house and we kind of, kind of, get them along the process. Like, so they start getting involved in the rehab, not, not from like a decision-making standpoint, but and we'd start, we do weekly walkthrough videos on all of our rehabs and our, our investor client gets included on all those um, walkthrough videos as well. So like they're seeing like the transition, the transformation of the house, they're like learning and getting educated along the way of like what we're doing. We send them the full scope of work. So they see exactly what we're doing on the house. So they know what they're getting as an end product. And then that way later on, like if they see that we put in a new water heater and six months in their water heater, you know, craps the bed, like 
you know, they come back to us and be like, Hey, Stu, you guys put in a water heater and it just, you know, went out, you know? And so we kind of put that as like a, a guarantee warranty into, into um, our, our business plan too, is you have the, you have the scope of work. You see what we did. If something breaks and that was on us, we're going to cover it. Um, and so, you know, that was super important to us as well. So, you know, there's, there's just some stuff like that, that, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we had found that we didn't like about the, the turnkey companies that we use. And so we just kind of put those in place to really help that investor and really serve them to make sure that they're getting a quality product and a quality experience. And I love the way that that's the way you went about it, right? You identified a problem, a problem that you were specifically having, right? And if you were specifically having it, you and your partner were having it, then likely a lot of other people have it, right? And then yeah. you solved that problem. You created your own company and you solved that problem. And that's what um, a, a lot of, uh, I think the quote out there that says you're you're paid directly in proportion to the number of problems that you solve, right? So that's a, it's perfect. Uh, you, you're basically living that quote, right? Um, and I think that's, that's great. So if I'm a, um, let's say, you know, I'm a, I live in Jacksonville, right? I'm stationed at Mayport. I'm a Navy guy right now. I'm putting my Navy hat on. There you go. So I'm a Navy guy, Navy guy right now. And I'm, I'm stationed in, uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, Mayport. And I am, I reach out to you somehow. I find, find out, you know, about the turnkey investment. I have some capital, uh, some capital ready and I'm looking to invest how would this work? How would this approach, how would you explain it to like for our listeners out there that may be thinking the same thing, like, man, I need to get in contact with Stu so we can, you know, get my, uh, get, get my foot in the door. So how yeah, would man. This- yeah. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you all my contact information on how to get a hold of me at the end, but, um, you know, we would first have a conversation. We'd get on the phone and just talk about, you know, <clears throat> what, what you're looking for and what we provide. Um, and, and if that matches, um, and, uh, you know, we kind of tell, tell our investors about who we are and, and our process and our systems. And, um, at the end of that conversation, if, if they're still interested, then what we do is we put them on a, our buyer's wait list and, and we do have a buyer's wait list right now. Mm. Um, currently it's, we have about 15 buyers, um, waiting for deals and, um, they're all just through referrals. Um, you know, we, we do zero marketing. They're all just kind of referrals from, from other um, investors. Um, so it's a good problem to have, but also a bad problem because we want to get them, you know, into a deal sooner than later. So right now as it sits, they're on about a three month wait um, to, to get into a property. And uh, so, you know, as soon as they come up on the list, um, we send them the next property that we have in line. They're all very similar. They're all, you know, single family house. We, we do, we've, we've tried to get some duplexes. They're super popular and hard to come by. Um, so most of our investments are single family houses, all, you know, typically three bed, one and a half bath or two bed, one bath, and all kind of in like three primary zip codes in Milwaukee. Um, and so like from a, from an investment viewpoint, they're all, they're all for the most part the same. And so the numbers are very all similar um, on each deal. So we send it to them, they take a look at it, they can do their own due diligence. And then they would come back and say, yes, I, I want it. Um, you know, let's, let's get this under contract. So we'd put it under contract for uh, two months down the road because we, we get that kind of lined up right when we start rehabbing the house, you know, we buy it. Yeah, go ahead. So really, so you do all the financing, right? So it's up to the, the me, me, I want to buy it. I just need the what 25% down for, for the capital. And then after that's done, then you pretty much take that, or I'm assuming you guys maybe form some kind of LLC or something, um, or 
you guys just take over the financing from there. And that 25% is essentially how you would kind of like a contractor would get paid. Is that, is that how? No, 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 no. They don't put any money into it until the very end of the deal um, when when they want to go buy it. So there, there is zero money into it until they end up buying it at the very end. Okay. Um, Actually, the only thing that they would do is put earnest money um, into it, you know, to kind of like secure the deal, to reserve the deal. I mean, that's, I think like a thousand dollars or something like that. Um, but no, we take all the risk at first. Like I said, like we buy it, we use our own money. You know, we do have private lenders that lend to us. Um, so we can basically buy these houses for cash because they're all like fixer uppers, you know, they're all auction properties need a ton of work and you're not going to get financing on it. So we pay cash for them. We use cash to rehab it. That's all on us. We own the house during this rehab period. Um, the end investor just, it's kind of along for the ride. You know, they're learning, they're getting educated. They're watching like these walkthrough videos. Uh, we're just feeding them information. We're telling them what we're doing. Um, you know, we send them the scope of work that entire, you know, 45 to 60 day process. They're just kind of along for the ride and learning while that is going on. We tell them, Hey, you need to start reaching out to lenders. And we have a, a couple that we recommend, but if you have a lender that's going to lend to you in Wisconsin, get after it and start because you know, that's a process too, like getting your loan set up, get, getting your pre-approval. That's, that's a 30 to 45 day process in itself. Cause there, we, we recommend get, you know, conventional financing, you know, lowest interest rate you possibly can lowest amount down you can. And typically it's a 20% down payment. So um, they're working that angle while we're working the rehab. And then at the end of that process, uh, we pay for a third party inspection. We have an inspector come in and get the property inspected. We send the inspection report to the investors. They get to look through it. They make sure like they're happy with it. We fix anything that comes up um, and then we get it appraised and, uh, and then go to the closing table. And you know, that's typically a 45 to 60 day process. And so, you know, we, we feel that, you know, not, it's just not just another product that we're giving to the investor. We're, we're helping them. We're educating, we're teaching them. We're, we're, you know, getting them through a buying process, you know, a rehab process from day one. And so, you know, we've gotten a lot of really good feedback from that. I love that. I love that so much because it's, it's, uh, it is truly designed for the beginner investor and, and more advanced as well. But I mean, you're literally giving them the entire education process. So they're not just paying for a, a house that cash flows above the 1% rule. They're yeah. literally buying an education and they understand that they have so many different things that you add. I just wrote down over here that you you pay for the third party inspection, right? Mm-hmm. So that's an additional, I don't know what it is in the market. In ours, it's anywhere from 350 to $500 that they're also saving, you know, it's a, to get a full inspection report and then come back and say, hey, you know, fix these few different items. I, I, that is an amazing model. And I, I definitely commend you for that. I think, now, the, no, go ahead. Go ahead. no, 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 go ahead. Cause I'm about, think, to, I'm about to go over divert or whatever. I, th- I think one of the, the, the most awesome things that you um, that you put out there was that you take all the risk up front, right? So by doing that, that means you have a hundred percent faith that this is going to work regardless if the buyer backs out or not. So you've done your due diligence. You've pretty much vetted the property yourself. And I think that is key because what, what, you often hear some of the bad things about these turnkey uh, plays, and I'm sure you could probably uh, confirm that <clears throat> that that's not that's not what's happening. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people are you know taking buying these properties, and they 
really don't care too much about the buyer that I mean, at the end of the day, they really care more about just, just the money. So they might be giving them a crap project, kind of like, kind of like what, what you said happened. Uh, I'm not sure if it was to, I think it was, yes, to you. David, my business partner. Yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely dude. That's, it's super important to us. And like, you know, what we would hate to happen is we buy this house and we sell this house and it's just a really bad experience for the end investor. And, you know, so it's super important to us to have to do like a really good rehab. Um, you know, when we buy the house, we go through it, make sure that all the major systems are, are going to be updated. You know, we don't want any like major capital expenditure uh, to take place afterwards that our investor is going to have to, you know, we don't want like our investor to buy the house and then six months later have to put $6,000 into a new roof, you know, so, so we do that on the front end. Like we make sure the roof has 10 years, the furnace has 10 years you know, the water heater has 10 years, all those major systems that can, that can be a, a major capital expenditure. We take care of that on the front end. So, I mean, we do pretty good size rehabs, you know, for a hundred thousand dollar house, we put twenty-five, dollars $30,000 into it. Um, so that's really important to us. You know, the, the end product and the, uh, the experience that this investor gets is way more important to us than the bottom line is for us. Okay. You're serving, you're serving our own community. Right. And like I Absolutely. said, that, that would give me the, the most, when you said that, that pretty much gives me the most confident that your uh, confidence that your product is like super, super legit. And I'm sure phenomenal. You know what I mean? Just because, Hey, we take all the risk up front. We know that we are, we are so confident that this is going to work, that, that uh, our product is, is so sound that even we're not even going to make you buy it until it's all automatically done until, or until it's complete. Right. So I just yeah. think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, there was, <laughs> there's one house that we ended up not selling to an investor because we, we had like this guy wanted to buy it. It was under contract and it's kind of a long story, but the uh, we had a renter move in like real soon, like way before the buyer was ready. Cause he was kind of still working the loan. And so like, there's like 30 days um, where this renter was already in the house and she ended up like not paying rent the first month and we were kind of getting close to the closing table and we started like hitting up hounding the, 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 uh, the, the tenant. And we went back to our buyer and was like, Hey, uh, we see some problems with this tenant. We're going to start the eviction process. We're not going to sell you this house. And so we held on to it and we, we lost our buyer. Um, and you know, we had to evict the tenant while we owned the house um, and it was ex an expense on us that, uh, that kind of hurt. Um, but we, what we didn't want to do is turn that over knowing that there was going to be a future issue. Um, and, and then it had, you know, having the investor have to deal with it. And that's uh, great. I hear, yeah. I hear about ghost tenants a lot too. Um, those, you know, those month to month ghost tenants with, with, um, turnkey properties every now and again as well. So it's good that, yeah. you, you know, you're, you're you're very, very serious about the complete product. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's integrity. That's what that's called. That's a military core value right there. I, I try to preach so much to our veterans and our service members that, uh, and I'm sure as you're, you're aware, I'm sure you've seen in your career that during the transition period, many of them feel like they have no transferable skills, right? It may be a little bit easier for a pilot to say, Hey, I can go do commercial piloting, you know, but you know, some of our combat arms MOSs, some of our other MOSs, um, support MOSs, they don't necessarily, and MOSs, military occupations. Got it. Yeah, I know it might be different for you guys, but for those listening. Um, now, I, 
I, I want to touch on two things because that kind of brings up a point. One, how did your military experience play into your role of being an entrepreneur and a business owner? And then two, you've designed this system uh, with the out-of-state real estate investor in mind while they're serving active duty. But I mean, you're not only in the Navy, you're a Navy pilot who deploys often and your partner is across the country. So how the hell did you find the time to set this up? So it's a two-part question. How, how'd you find the time? How'd you do it? And yeah. what about your military uh, experience has kind of helped, uh, helped you build all this? Yeah, I think, uh, so part, part one, um, you know, I, I think the military service member in general is a fantastic entrepreneur um, because of, in general, our, our personality. You know, we are take action, go-getters, type A personalities that's just going to go make it happen and, and learn as you go. And, and it goes back to that very first statement that I made is you got to take action, right? You can, you can learn, you can self-educate, but if, until you take action um, and learn along the way, uh, you're never going to get anywhere. And I think for the most part, most service members are that way. Um, and so, you know, and, and I think you guys are probably be in the, in the same boat. Like you, you go to a new command and you get assigned a job. You have no idea how to do that job. Um, and, and you almost kind of like fake it till you make it and you learn as you go. Um, and that's the same way with any entrepreneur, um, you know, type business. Like you fake it till you make it, you learn as you go, you try, um, you know, you, you, you force yourself to learn by doing. And, and so I, I think a service member already does that in the military. And, uh, you know, so, and that's just a fantastic, fantastic transition into entrepreneurship. And so, um, you know, that, that in general, I think is great. Um, and then, uh, doing this while still active duty, uh, I'm not gonna lie. It, it's, it's definitely a challenge at times. Um, it's, it's early mornings like this, you know, I, I'm typically up at 4am every single morning and, uh, 4am to 6am is kind of like my, my golden time when I'm knocking out, you know, real estate stuff. Um, you know, working on, you know, doing my morning routine and, and knocking out as much as I possibly can. That's when my kids are still sleeping and, um, it's quiet and I can get a lot of stuff done. Um, and then go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. No, I just want to ask you, what time is it where you're at right now? Uh, six fifteen a.m. Yep. I'm I'm mountain time. I'm in I'm in Colorado. So yeah, I've been up since four. Yeah. Uh, and 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 it's it's that way every single morning for me. And you know, I go to work, do my Navy job, and then um, you know, every now and then if I can, you know, get out and go take a phone call or or do something when it's not interfering with my Navy work, I will. Um, and then you know, come home. I I got two little kids. I got a five year old and two year old. I got a family. You know doing that as soon as, as soon as I get home, you know, mama hands me the kid and says, here you go. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I do that until, until I get them to bed and then I go right back at it and, and, and working at night. So, um, you know, lots, lots of early mornings, lots of late nights, but, um, you know, to me, it, it's all worth it. Um, you know, and, and Love building, it. building out the business, building out the company, um, you know, putting those systems in place to, to be that transition tool out is, is super important to me. Love I'm, it. Yes. Thing, guys, this is uh he's up yes. at 16, been up since four. This is a Saturday. This isn't like a Wednesday. I just want to put that out there. So like, there's no excuses uh, in Stewart's mind for any of this because the, his why is a lot bigger than his sleep, right? He's talking about his family. He's talking about the service members out there that need a product like this. 
yeah, I commend you, man. You gave me goose goosebumps over here. I got chills. Let's go, nice, brother. Dude, <laughs> yeah, that, man. That's so awesome. I, I love it. I, we we we've talked a couple times about you know the the time management, right, and the amount of available hours that we have during the day. Right. And, and I love that you you are literally it seems like that's a common trend for for most of our successful guests on here for pretty much all of our successful guests on here. Hey, man, we're up at the we're up at the crack of dawn before we need to go to PT. We're, we're you know, we got families, you know, and then we have to work as soon as the kids go to bed pretty much until 11, 12 o'clock at night sometimes. And boom, right back up at it again. And all this is for a bigger purpose, man. Like I I, I commend you. I, I love it. I love hearing it every single time man. every single time. I love it. Um, so I got a question, um, kind of what you talked about. We talked about that switch, right? Every, every, uh, military member, it makes a fantastic entrepreneur. Right. And, and I tend to, I agree. And I, I think we preach that pretty often here. Um, what would you say to those? Um, so a lot of times it's hard for some of us to make that switch. We're doing certain roles within the military, um, that lends itself perfectly to the civilian sector. Um, uh, but for some reason that switch it's hard to make that switch over. I, I, what I've noticed is that, um, so some of, some of my junior leaders, right. When I talk about, Hey, well, you could do this outside. You can be your own entrepreneur and do this. They're like, ah, there's no way I could do that. It's like, well, you're already doing that right now. You know? So what would you say to somebody like that to, that maybe help them turn over that switch and, and realize that, Hey, we can, you can do it the same thing. You can take those transferable skills like Mike was talking about and move that over to whatever you like to do on the entrepreneurial side. Yeah, I would I would encourage I would really encourage them to to uh, start changing the not changing but start putting yourself into groups that have that same mindset, right? Um, and that that took a while for me too. You know, for a long time I was trying to just do all this on my own, and, and really it was just self motivation for myself. But um, you know, if, if you don't have that, if, if you can kind of put yourself uh, surround yourself with people that are already doing it and surround yourself around those that are going to push you more than you would push yourself. Um, you know, it, your network is your net worth, right? That's kind of the cliche, um, uh, quote there, but it really is true. Like you got to start surrounding yourself with people that are doing it. So, you know, if, if all your buddies are out like boozing every single night and, um, they're not making anything of themselves. Like you gotta, if, if you want to make anything of yourself, you're going to have to change that first and foremost, the people that you surround yourself. So s stop going and hanging out with the crowds that are just partying and, and wasting all their money and start putting yourself um, around people like you guys, you know, start, start educating, start going to mastermind groups, start going to, um, you know, meetup groups on the weekends um, or, or in the evenings and, and start, you know, really trying to, shift your focus to start putting yourself around those people that are, that are going to help you and make you better. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. Uh, the sum of the five people uh, you associate most, most with, and I don't know, mess it up, but the Jim Rohn quote, yeah. right. Uh, and that is so important. And just like Stuart said, it's not necessarily, you don't have to be with that person uh, physically in real time. You can read more books. You can, watch the podcast, you can get onto these YouTube channels, but you have to start associating yourself with those go-getters, those action takers. I mean, that honestly was probably the pivotal point for myself as well. And you hit on another thing that you just, you, you lean on teamwork, man. The military, you know, stresses the value of teamwork time and time again. And that is in every successful story that you 
ever hear there is a team backing, you know, whoever's in the limelight or whatever the case may be. So you got to get out there and, and rub those elbows. Yeah. And, and this is just recent for me. I've found a ton of value in, in mastermind groups and they're, they're just like this. They're on like a zoom call. Um, you know, we have a, a small group that meets uh, every other Tuesday and they're all, you know, successful military veteran entrepreneurs. Um, and we just like, kind of like talk about what we're going through, ask questions, offer advice. Um, and man, it's been awesome. Like I've grown so much in this last year of, of being a part of the mastermind group. And, and I highly encourage that is, um, and you know, these guys are all around the U S um, and, you know, we have other guys in other small groups that are around the world, you know, that are deployed right now. And, um, but they're just, they're meeting, they're taking the time and they're growing and, and learning through, through, you know, the network of, of people that are going to help and push you and hold you accountable. Um, and, uh, it's been awesome for me for sure. That's one that we haven't heard often is the masterminds. So that's good. Yeah. And you know, so there's, there's some super expensive masterminds. Um, and when you get to a certain level, highly encourage it. Um, and there's some other masterminds that uh, are less expensive. Um, and there's some free ones. I would say kind of maybe stay clear from the free ones, because if you don't put any money into it, then you're not going to, you're not going to do anything with it. Like you have to kind of put your money where your mouth is. Um, and, uh, and for me, like that's been, that's been super, super like helpful. Like I've grown a ton just with, with that alone. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, make sure you go leave a five-star review on the podcast, and then also go check out militarycashflow.com to get access to all the products we have. We have a bunch of great stuff on the website to include um, access to the Facebook group, access to a military cash flow calculator so you can analyze your deals. We have uh, courses. We have all of our social media. We just have a bunch of stuff on there, so go check that out, and with that, Here's a word from our sponsors. So um, really quick, the last thing I want to touch on uh, before we start wrapping it up is the military investing conference. Uh, yeah. can, you can you please speak to that? Because this is a very, very important, especially for our listeners, uh, it's a very, very important event. And um, I'm not sure how much, uh, um, you know, with the everything that's recently going on with the COVID-19, if it's um, what's going on. But either way, at some point, I know it's going to kick back up. But can, can we talk about that a little bit? Can you uh, speak to that? What is that? Yeah, man. So um, this has been something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Um, and uh, one of your other guests that you guys just had on recently, David Perret, something he's wanted to do. And, and you know, we, we talk, we're in the mastermind group together that I was talking about. And, um, and then there's another guy um, who, who is uh, a, now a Navy reservist, was active duty, flew helicopters uh, with me out in San Diego. Um, and he's just crushing it in real estate. Got, got out of the active Navy because he was, he was so successful um, in his real estate endeavors. Um, and uh, so we kind of put our heads together and, and uh, Bill Allen is, is the other, um, the third party of that. And he, he has a company called uh, Seven Figure Flipping. Um, and he runs uh, a big event every year called Flip Hacking Live. So he's had that experience of running a, a big conference. And so he kind of took the bull by the horns and just like any of us do, just just jump get at it, it, get after it, take action, um, and just do it. And so that's what we did. Um, and, and, and Bill kind of run it, run the lead on it with his experience and running big events. So, um, you know, we, we put that together. We started, you know, trying to find venues. Uh, Bill has a, a an event planner on his team and uh, started putting that action 
uh, together. So we, we got it all put in place um, right at kind of the forefront of, of the coronavirus, uh, yeah. you know, craze. Um, it's right now it's scheduled for the 29th and 30th of May in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, we, we got, uh, you know, the um, Hyatt Regency Hotel at the Arch downtown in St. Louis Reserve. We got a big space there. Um, but, uh, but, you know, the Department of Defense put like a, a no travel ban on and, and all this has just kind of been blowing up. And so it's about the worst timing that you could possibly have for trying to put on this conference. And there's, you know, as we all know, like, you know, the NBA is shut down and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, March Madness shut down, like all these like huge events, like no more big events with people. So um, it is actually, you know, it's, it's forced us to, to have to kind of rethink, um, you know, about this event. And, you know, we just had a, a, uh, a conference, you know, the other day, and, and I think we're going to turn it into a, um, is, as it hasn't been announced yet. Um, but by the time this podcast comes out, it probably will be announced is, is we're going to go and do a virtual, um, a virtual summit. And uh, so, yeah, so, you know, the, the, the point of it, the goal of it was it, it's, you know, it was a two day conference um, and uh, so, you know, primarily focused on military and veterans um, civilians could absolutely come to it. Um, but all of the speakers uh, that we have scheduled are, are either still active duty um, or in a reserve status or were, are a veteran were in the military at, at some point And, are crushing it within um, their niche of real estate. And, you know, we were kind of looking at it as like an introduction to real estate investing in all these different niche asset classes uh, to almost be like a job fair, if you will, for, for military and for veterans. Like, hey, here's all these different, um, you know, ways that you can invest in real estate. And so we had, you know, I, I was gonna be talking about turnkey um, and how you can get into the turnkey business um, and buy turnkey real estate while you're still active duty. Um, with my business partner, David. And, you know, we had people talking about um, uh, apartment investing and syndications and mobile home parks and the Burr strategy, uh, private lending, raising money, um, becoming a realtor. Uh, so, you know, we have all these different niches um, that, that we had like 20 plus speakers that we're going to kind of talk on all these different uh, niches of real estate. And, you know, a hundred percent just educational, you know, filled with content, um, just helping people learn and, um, the, all the profits from it, we, we, we weren't, we're not going to take any profits from it. Um, all the profits are going to go right back into, um, charity organizations that support veterans. And basically what we're having every speaker do is, is give us their favorite charity and, you know, depending on how much money is, is raised from the event, you know, we're going to split it up. Um, between those charities and um, w- there's one charity um, that a lot of people have been talking about they're based out of Kansas City where they basically build houses for veterans for um, for wounded veterans and so that's kind of been like a goal of ours to see how many houses that we can build for veterans um, you know from from all the proceeds of this Eric, Eric Upchurch I know he's very very involved with that uh, with that group correct yeah, active duty yeah. passive income. Yeah. yeah, I think they're um, so Eric's going to talk about house hacking, you know, using your VA. Yeah, VA well, no, he's going to talk about um, VA loans and house hacking. Okay. And um, we have a, a couple other guys that are talking about syndications. And um, yes, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's gonna be a fantastic event. Um, like I said, I think we're going to go virtual. Um, we're going to, you know, try to try to do like a virtual summit. I'm not sure if it's still gonna be two days, or if we're going to compress it into one day, we're still trying to figure that out. But uh um, 
the, uh, you know, the, right now the website is live and, and open. You can buy your tickets for the uh, physical event. You know, I think we're going to change it soon to, to make it the virtual event. I'm still not sure about pricing, whether we're going to change the pricing or keep it the same. But um, the website, if you guys want to put it in the show notes, is uh, veteranslive.com. Veteranslive.com. And, uh, you know, you can go there, check it out. Uh, Bill Allen is, you know, has a little video on it telling them, telling everybody what it's about. And, um, and then uh, you can, you can buy tickets there. Hey, to our listeners, I really want you to understand how important this is, right? So we talk a lot about, we just talked about it. Um, you know, network, your network is your net worth. This is a, a key event. I think well, the way me and Mike met up was through, was through a networking conference, was through a, a big conference. The way that I've met most of my, most of my, um, uh, partners, partners and uh, people that I do business with are through some type of networking conference, man, like these things are so important uh, to involve yourself with. Now, the, what, the reason why this one is obviously so special is because you're getting with a, a group of military investors, people that understand uh, what you what you're going through, right? Um, they understand our unique situation. So um, strongly, strongly, strongly recommend uh, considering this. I've already told all my soldiers about it. So uh, you'll probably see a couple of uh, tickets from the Fort Drum area, you know what I mean? Nice. So, um, so yeah, I, I just think it's extremely important, uh, especially we're building wealth and building wealth as a community. Um, I love that um, all the other, uh, all the other groups are involved. I mean, we, you know, shout out active duty, passive income, shout out from military to millionaire. Um, I mean, yeah, we, we pretty much all know each other. We, you know, it's, I, I just love, I love uh, building this community and seeing, um, seeing other military uh, veterans who, you know, sometimes we're not thinking of our transition or thinking of the possibility that we can do um, other things outside of the military. I love seeing um, just grow and, and build wealth and create cash flow. It's just, it's a phenomenal thing. And it's very, very passionate about it. Really. Yeah. Thanks, man. Awesome. And, you know, and, you know, another, like, I guess, sales pitch, if you will, is that the conference, there is no, there are no sales pitches. Like there's, there's not going to be any, Hey, run to the back of the room and go get this 10 CD course now, 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 now for half price. Like there's going to be none of that. We're not allowing it. And so it really is just hundred percent content, like filling your brain with solid information, education. Um, you know, it, it, if it was going to be live, like in person it is like you said, like fantastic opportunity to, to network and meet people and, and grow that way. And, and I agree a hundred percent. Like I go to these, these conferences and I get more, or just as much out of the networking aspect of it than I do, you know, the educational piece. So, you know, unfortunately coronavirus kind of got in the way of, of, of this one, the networking piece, but like next year it's going to be live. It's, it's going to be amazing. We're going to do it virtually this year. Still going to be, you know, some fantastic ways to, to, to network. You know, you're going to get all this contact information from everyone. You know, if you find someone that you like really kind of connect with, like, Ooh, I, I want to go syndicate apartments. I'm going to talk to, to this guy, you know, fantastic way to, to kind of get in with, with that network. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, you know, thanks for the plug. I, I really appreciate it. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a fantastic event. Absolutely. Excellent. All right. So uh, just wrapping it up really quick. Um, you had one piece of advice that you can give to a service member um, that that's possibly starting off investing. What would that one piece of advice be? I think I know your answer because you touched on it a couple of times, but let's see, let's see. Uh, what would that be? Well, yeah. So I think first, first piece of advice is, is just get educated, right? You know, st start listening to podcasts, start reading books, 
start getting into those, you know, the, all the websites that have all the information. So first educate yourself and then second, take action. Nice. Straight to the point, straight to the point, guys, you got to constantly be learning leaders are readers. All right. So you dropped all this beautiful knowledge. You talked about your turnkey company. I know everybody wants to talk to you. How do they get in touch with you right now? Yeah, so our website for the turnkey company is uh, storehouse310turnkey.com. Storehouse310turnkey.com. Our company is Storehouse310Ventures. Um, they can go to the website. They can click on the Contact Us page. Um, you know, there's all the social media links up there at the top of the website. You know, we have a Facebook page. You can search for Storehouse310. Uh, we have a Instagram page. Uh, we don't have a Twitter page. I'm not, I'm, I don't, I don't tweet. Uh, but, uh, and then I have a LinkedIn page myself. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm fairly active on LinkedIn as well. So uh, happy to help out in any way I can. Uh, you know, I love, I love serving our military community. I love it. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, guys, we, we covered everything today. We talked about how you can start out-of-state real estate investing while still active duty in the military. We covered turnkey companies. We covered doubling your, your profit on land randomly. We talked about how you, you know, grow a partnership across the country. Um, and then after doing all of that, how you give back to the community through an event catered towards veterans that gives towards veteran charities. I mean, we covered a lot, guys. Um, so this is a, this is great content. We greatly appreciate it for everybody listening. All right. We're, we're wrapping it up now, but if you find value in this, please like share, leave a review, comment below. Let's, uh, let's give some shout outs to Stuart for, for coming out here. And, uh, as we progress, if there's anything else that you guys want to talk about, put it in the comments, put it in the comments. If you're listening on podcasts, give us a five-star review. I know that's 10, but you know where I'm getting at. Give me five stars. Um, and with that, Dan, you got anything else? No, just uh, come join our Facebook group, man. We have a big community there. Um, Stu, I believe Stuart's on the group as well. So yeah, got a little. We got a, right now. We got a little over three hundred uh, military investors on there. So uh, we're all sharing, sharing knowledge, helping each other out, helping each other grow. So um, if you want to be involved in the group, it's free. It's free, free information. We put a lot of content on there and some uh, some extra little free products. So strongly recommend you come and uh, join the group. We really love to have you there. And with that, this is Dan Wynn. and Mike Glassby signing off.